1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of KDHL's AM Minnesota program. Mayor Kevin Voracek, favorable mayor, is in studio, but he's not here with his mayor's hat on, right? Correct. You're here with your blue-collar festival hat on. Very correct, yes. And, and which do you prefer, the blue-collar festival or being mayor? Um, <laughs> I don't know. They've both
2: got a lot of complaints, and they've both got a lot of uh, a lot of great things that happen with them.
1: You get complaints? yes. About?
2: Uh, which title are we talking
1: about? <laughs> <laughs> well, the blue collar I know recently moved to TP Tonka. Yep. Was last year the first year? Last year was the first year. Yep. And I thought it was an awesome move.
2: Absolutely. Everybody that's actually just attended it down in TP Tonka agrees that it was a fabulous move. But there's some people that are still hard on that it needs to be uh, you know, on the pavement. It's a downtown festival and We'll really get into the history of why everything has gone down that way. And it's, um, it's quite an interesting story. I've been with the Blue Collar Festival now for, uh, I think, about 10 years. So I have seen a lot of changes over the years and a lot of things happen. And it's, uh, it's amazing why it started and then why it, uh, why it is where it is now.
1: So how old is it?
2: 16 years. So the Paradise originally started it back in, uh, what was that, 2008, I believe. And uh, it was a downtown uh, awareness program for the Paradise Center for the Arts to say that the arts are for everyone. So they brought in, they brought their music, you know, off the stage back uh, into the streets. And then they had some art placemaking activities where people could do uh, art on the street. And they, they would get a little taste of what the Paradise was doing. So it was originally intended as a fundraiser for the Paradise. And it ran that way for a many number of years. The problem with the festival is it doesn't make a lot of money. So the festival actually became more of a burden on the Paradise than it was a fundraiser because it would burn out all their volunteers. And then they would have issues getting bartenders and ushers and door greeters and everything else that they need to keep the Paradise going on a regular basis. So after they looked at the at the profits and the amount of man hours that it, or person hours that it took to run the festival, they said it's just not worth it. So they were going to let the Blue Collar Festival die. Well, so... I, I realized that it's a important draw to Faribault. There's a lot of people that come from out of the territory to come to the festival. So I approached the chamber and I asked Nort if, if this is something we'd like to partner in on and keep the blue collar alive. So now this year and last year, the chamber has been involved with the blue collar festival.
1: I know Nort, who was on AM Minnesota yesterday, thinks it's going in the right direction.
2: Yep. Yeah, I think it's going to keep going and it'll it'll keep growing. You know, there's there's nothing wrong if uh, if a group of citizens wanted to come in and be the committee for it. I mean, right now it's basically run by myself and and the chamber, so it's uh, it's a very narrow focus and uh, limited abilities, which is why some of the things have disappeared over the years too. Because if you recall, downtown it used to be uh, three blocks long. There was there was a ton of food vendors. There was uh, the art market. There was uh, the barbecue competition, there was bouncy houses, there were all kinds of kids games. Well, the other issue is people don't like to volunteer much anymore. It's really tough to get the volunteers to do something like that. So if if you just look at the kids area that we had last time that we actually had a kids area, it took 10 volunteers every two hours to make that kids area go. And we asked and we asked and we asked church groups, we asked nonprofits, we asked everybody under the sun, hey, can you come and help us out? And it was always a struggle to get a group large enough to watch those kids' areas. So we decided, well, if the community is not going to step up and help us out with running these kids' activities, I guess they aren't that important. So they've gone to the wayside. So <clears throat> with, <clears throat> with North's focus, it's, uh, it's become much more of a music-driven festival. And this year, is actually uh, except for the one one band that we've got on the list, uh, which is our big headliner, the festival is a very focused around Fairbo or a very f- Fairbo focused festival. All of our food vendors this year are from Fairbo, and just about all the bands are from Fairbo this year.
1: Oh, cool! So it,
2: so it we are really celebrating Fairbo this year, and then next year I hope to branch back out and get some of those uh, those unique food trucks that we'd get from outside the territory, but even even with our local ones, I mean, how many people have actually had the Rock Island uh, food wagon from the depot? It's not his regular menu. I mean, he does all kinds of crazy stuff out of there. He'll be uh, serving, I think he's told me that he's going to do brisket tacos this year. You know, so there's all kinds of wonderful food that these these food vendors are going to pull out.
1: Yeah, I think he did walleye something last year. It, he was at the Steel County Fair, I know.
2: Yep, and so the festival is actually one week earlier this year which got us off the weekend of Dakota County. You know, summers are busy, so you're always going to compete with somebody, so you got to figure out who you're going to compete against. So I think this year we're competing against um, Lee Sewer, and is Denison this weekend too?
1: Denison Days is this weekend.
2: Yeah. Yep. So, so we do have a little bit of local competition. Lee Sewer is not quite you know, in our territory, but at least we're not competing against Lonsdale anymore. So with, with the vendors that we use, we actually found it better to move ourselves up one weekend because our vendors were available. Our, our sound guy had a huge conflict, and he wasn't sure if he could make it this year if we kept it on the next weekend. And uh, Bowers Southside Liquor runs the bar uh, under a different title. I forget what they actually call it. But, uh, <laughs> but they, they also do Lonsdale Community Days. Well, Lonsdale Community Days used to be a three-day festival also, you know, and now it's only one day. But sharing the the same people working for the same company, you know it was always a challenge for him to get enough staff, so by by looking at things that were going on in Faribault, by the cancer stroll not happening this weekend anymore, it kind of opened it up for Faribault. So we said, all right, let's give that a shot.:
1: All right, we'll talk more with the mayor only with his blue collar music festival hat on. We'll hear some music too, from one of the groups who, by the way, is in the Minnesota Music Hall of Fame. We'll do all that when AM Minnesota continues. Right now, we need to get our opening market report. The service of Northland Buildings, quality post frame construction, head to northlandbuildings.com and TNW Towing, your heavy duty
0: towing and recovery experts. Thursday morning, soybeans are higher, corn, cattle, and hogs are lower. I'm John Perkins with a brownfield market update. With Stein, growers have access to decades of knowledge from the experts who ensure you get the yield benefits their products can bring. Stein, dedicated to yield, committed to you. Soybeans are up. They are oversold and due for a bounce with help from solid weekly new crop sales and strong crush margins. On top of that, China bought another more than 130,000 tons of new crop U.S. beans this morning. Near and medium term weather forecasts generally look beneficial. August beans are up 11 and a quarter at 1441, September 16 and a half higher at 1393. August bean meals up seven dollars ten cents at four fifty eight ninety. August soybean oils down sixteen points at sixty seven fifteen. Corns lower. More rain has fallen in some of the drier parts of the region, leading some firms to boost their yield projections. USDA's next set of yield and production estimates is out a week from tomorrow. September corns down four at four eighty four and a quarter. December's three and three quarters lower at four ninety six and three quarters. And wheats down as the complex is following the recent trend, but starting to look heavily oversold. September's down six and a quarter in Chicago at 633 and three quarters. Cotton's down after a bearish week for the export numbers. December's 90 lower at 8369 and March is down 93 at 8382. Also with bearish export sales numbers but concerns about exports out of India, September rice is up 21 and a half at 1615. Live and feeder cattle are lower with yesterday's drop in beef getting ready for widespread direct business. August lives down 25 at 177.77. October's 15 lower at 180.35. August feeders are down 42 at 246.40. 40. And hogs are lower on uh, yesterday's drop in pork and a bearish week for the export sales. August liens sixty five lower at 101.02. October's down 285 at $82.02. Crude oil's up modestly. John Perkins
2: brownfield am minnesota on the mighty 920 kdhl
1: your opening market report also a service of these kdhl Agro boosters community co-op oil here in Faribault. they've been local since 1925 to serve you better and craig keller at the keller insurance agency near strand craig helps protect all things that are near and dear to you our mayor kevin brocek was also, what are you, the chairperson of this, Kevin? Correct. Of the, of the um, Blue Collar Festival? Yep. Which used to be a ribs and music festival. Correct. And now you don't have ribs or music in the name of the event, but you do have a guitar, which tells you it's in your logo, a music festival.
2: Absolutely. Uh, the ribs disappeared probably three years ago. Uh, The last time that we did the ribs, we got a generous donation from Fairway Foods, a discount on the ribs. And then they still ended up costing us $1,000 because we went through so many ribs and it just got to be so expensive. So one of the things that we were doing at that time was we were having the Taster's Choice ribs. Well, the issue is you can only sell so many tickets because these guys' grills are only so big. So you can only, you know, ask them to grill so many extra ribs for you. So that one kind of went to the wayside, too. And if we had a way that we thought we could make it work, we'd probably bring it back. But
1: Well, I, I got a suggestion. You do. And it could be out the window. I got depends. a pen and paper, so we can throw it out if we need When I grew up in Spring Valley, Minnesota, they had a chicken barbecue every year. Nope. They still do it. They have a massive pit, fire pit. They put all kinds of chicken on that pit. Couldn't you do that with ribs?
2: Possibly. I've never seen it done. I'd have to talk to some special people.
1: But just a thought. Yep. You know. Oh, yep. well, Randolph does the, uh, the, chicken, the chicken feed. Chicken feed. Yep. And Goodyear has a big chicken feed as well. Okay. Yep. And it's delicious. You're right. Yep. And you pay for the meals. I mean, right. it's not like you're donating the food.
2: Right. Well, if you want to come down and organize that, Gordy. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what it gets to. You know, p- people have great ideas. But with a small committee, you can only do so much. And that was one of the big things why we moved from downtown to Tipi also. So I was just down at Tipi Things are starting to show up. Things are starting to get set up for the weekend. But if I were to shut down downtown uh, two days early before the festival so that they could start setting things up, people would yell and scream that, you know, they can't get access to businesses or they can't get through downtown. Or... So by moving it to Tipi it greatly reduced the amount of labor that was needed and the, it increased the timeline that we can set things up. Well, and the acoustics are better down there. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. Well, with these temperatures that we've had the last couple of days, can you imagine how much heat those downtown buildings are holding? I mean, I've been down there years where it's, it's you know, 70 degrees, three blocks away from the festival, but you come down to the festival and it's still 95 because those big brown buildings just held in all that heat. And now so. you're in a cool area of that park where you've got plenty of shade. yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I I kept hearing when we talked about moving it down to Tibitonka was, oh, it's going to flood. And I'm pretty sure if it's going to flood, I'm going to know at least four hours in advance because it's got to rain somewhere first. (laughs) So it's not like it's going to be a a flash flood that just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, That, that just doesn't happen. It has flooded a lot, though, in the years I've been here. I will say that. Absolutely. But we always know it's coming. There's
1: a rain event somewhere. Yeah, so. you get noticed. <laughs> right. For sure. It is, right. It's not going to
2: happen overnight. <clears throat> no. The only thing would be, you know, in this unstable air, if there was to be a, a tornado or something,
1: <clears throat> that would cause an issue. So do you but, organize the bands, Kevin? Are you choosing the bands? This
2: year I did. <clears throat> yeah, last year it was a little more collective effort. But, uh, but this year it kind of ended up that we're doing that little Faribault Focus. So we, uh, it was much easier.
1: So how did you... Did you put something out on social media? You're looking for local groups or what?
2: Nope. We just kind of went through some of the, uh, the big names that are around here. Like Fender Bender is a, is a rather large name for Faribault area. Uh, I reached out to the Old Country Boys. And uh, they were already... They were unavailable to play on Friday. So we ended up with the Old Country Brothers, which I just saw last night at the uh, Gardens of Castle Rock. They were playing a little gig out there. Uh, and then... Um, so that's two out of the four members of Old Country Boys the nonprofits. uh john is a jeweler down at shippee jewelry he's got a band here we've had uh him i think two years ago i think he played for the festival uh, great band they've played out a few different things around the territory so we enjoy them and then we move into saturday we've got the tropical two which is half of the tropical t-birds so of course they're a favorable group um, and then uh, that's Steve Bauer, and his daughter always helps out with the bags tournament that's on Saturday. So I asked her this year, so you're going to help your dad take down from the, uh, from the band and then set up for uh, bags. And she's like, yeah, we'll probably be there most of the day. So uh, Sawyer's Dream, they're not actually from Fairble, but they've been on the stage at the uh, concerts in the park on Thursday for a number of years now. So if you happen to go down there tonight and you're like, oh, these guys are fabulous, come back on Saturday. They'll have a different lineup for you. And then we move into Mike and the Angels. Mike is actually a big member of the car club. So when I was out at uh, the car club meeting out at the Moose, when we were talking about combining forces, he told me that he had a band and I said, well, let's get you on the stage. So he goes, okay, well, I got to get on the stage after the car show is done. I said, well, that's easy enough. I got lots of flexibility. So we booked Mike and the Angels. We've never had Mike and the Angels before. But, uh, but from what I've seen on uh, YouTube, they're pretty good. And then uh, we move into Free and Easy, which is our, our big band. So you were just saying that they're in the Minnesota Hall of Fame. and uh, the Music Hall of Fame. Yep. yep, yep, Music Hall of Fame. So they are uh, a new generation of uh, music, but they, they're a lot of the old school stuff. You know, Santana, Tower of Power, Earth, Wind & Fire, Stevie Wonder. Uh, and all things funky, as their website says. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. When I've watched their videos, it's quite, quite the band. It's a nine-piece band. It's going to be great up on that stage, and it's, gonna, it's really going to rock the Tipi Tonka Park.
1: And they're going to bring all the nine pieces. Yep. And
2: so our, our changeover on, on stage times are rather short, and they were kind of asking. They said, uh, well, you know, you've only got us for a 15- or 20-minute changeover. How long do we really get? And I said, well, 15- or 20-minutes. And he goes, well, we can't set up that fast. And I said, well, we'll work with you. So we'll we'll figure out how long it really takes you, and then we'll make it happen. And then we're closing out the night with uh, Faribault's favorite uh, fender bender. So
1: it's uh, it's going to be a great lineup, so grab your lawn chair and come on down. Now, it says close both Fridays, so there's no specific close time. Is that right? Uh, it's, it's 11
2: o'clock-ish. So Faribault has a noise ordinance at 11 o'clock, so we try to get all the bands to shut down by then. So... Most of the food vendors will shut down about 10, 30. Uh, that way, their their stuff is cooled off, and they can pull out Saturday night. I think we've so. got free and easy queued up here. All right, let's right? G- let's give it a whirl. See if we don't get a commercial.
1: That's 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 what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm most worried about here. Uh, but uh, you know, when you're flying by the seat of your tail of your pants, then you're yeah. you're flying by the yeah. at least a taste of what you will hear on stage let's see again they will perform from 4:50. kind of a weird start time it is until 7 45 saturday
2: yep and these are these are just some of the places that they've got coming up on their uh, on their lineup they're playing out Wyzetta's music by the lake treasure island casino uh minnesota state fair they're at uh, mystic lake so They're not a small band. They're actually uh, pretty good, and, and, well, like we said, they were in the Hall of Fame. So I'm really looking forward to this headliner. I think it's going to be an awesome
1: time. The Minnesota Music Hall of Fame, free and easy out of the Twin Cities, everybody else pretty much out of the Faribault area. Yep, that is correct. So tell us about the food trucks. Uh,
2: Food trucks. So uh, we kind of touched on the Rock Island Railroad, or Rock Island food truck. So uh, Jeff LeBeau from the depot. Uh, We'll be down there. He'll be having a good time with us. Uh, Troy Temple is bringing back his uh, cheese curds and corn dogs uh, and possibly mushrooms this year. I saw you had mushrooms at the Rice County Fair, so I'm hoping he brings those. No pickles, huh? Yeah, but uh, we got him back because we weren't competing with with Dakota County anymore. Um, We have uh, Uncle B's Last Chance Barbecue has been a staple at the festival for years. But... And last year, he was like, I don't like it in TP Park. I'm not going to come. And so I, I came up to Brian Fried about halfway through Friday night, and I'm like, what do you think? And he goes, I think this was a great decision. He goes, I really like it here, <laughs> and uh, and so he, he had his last year with us last year, and then he sold his trailer to Basilio's Pizza. Yep. So Basilio's Pizza will be down there. They they were um, they double booked themselves accidentally on Saturday, so they'll be gone from eleven to two, but they'll be back after two o'clock serving up their pizza again on Saturday. But they'll be down there Friday night, and then after two o'clock on um, on uh, Saturday, and then we have uh, Joe's is bringing over their food truck, so. We uh, will have a big variety of food, and then when you need dessert, we have Icy Chops that'll be serving up ice cream and other delicious frozen treats. So Joe's will have burgers, I'm guessing. Yep, yep. They typically serve that out of there. burgers, and then they uh, they usually do like a Philly. They've had a Philly sometimes in the past when they do the car cruises downtown and uh, French fries and yep. And then you said that the
1: depot is going to have brisket tacos.
2: Yeah, I believe he's going to pull out some brisket tacos. Yep. And uh, he showed me his menu one day and he goes, this is what I'm thinking, but don't quote me on it. So, you know, Jeff has a, when when Jeff gets in that food wagon, he doesn't have to follow a menu, which is really great. So he just, he just breaks it out and says, you know what? I really want to do this or, or I just smoked this at the restaurant. We're going to do this. So it's i am I'm, I'm willing to bet the food that he serves. You've never seen in his restaurant. You're probably right,
1: and the weather might have something to do with what he does as well. Absolutely. Good. Yep. You know, if if it's really hot, people don't want to eat really hot stuff. Right.
2: Yep. And then uh, with Basilio's, we're hoping that uh, that Tom will pull out something special, like a barbecue chicken pizza or something. You know, something to give it that barbecue
1: flair. Sounds delicious. Yeah, I'm getting hungry for lunch already, but it's, you know, two hours away. (laughs) Another good move, I think, is bringing in those classic vehicles.
2: Yes. So for the last number of years, uh, this weekend, the Dragons typically had their car show out at the fairgrounds. I think it was this weekend. Uh, But they've typically had their separate show at the fairgrounds. And we've always had a car rolling of some sort at Blue Collar. Uh, It was typically on Friday night, and then we invited them, you know, just back on Saturday for the big day. But uh, we, we had a specific Friday night event downtown here. Well, last year we just invited them in again on Friday night, but this year the Dragons Car Club said, "You know what? Our our festival is kind of dwindling, and it's getting really hard for people to hang around for the prizes, and and it's just, uh, it just needs a new take on things." So they, they decided to partner with us this year. And so they'll be doing their, their annual car show down there. They've got a pile of awards. I don't know if you've seen any of their flyers, but they've got, they've got a list of car awards a mile long. And so I'm expecting, you know, or 500, maybe 700 cars down there. And it'll be a great showing for them and a great showing for us. And you, they, start, they start typically before our music does. I think they start rolling in around 9 o'clock. Our music doesn't start uh, until 11 o'clock with the Tropical T-Birds or the uh, Tropical 2, I should say. So there'll be a little bit of a, a quiet gap in there as the morning gets starting, but uh, but it'll be a great time and then they'll, they'll have a spot on the stage where they're going to hand out some awards and I think it'll, it's a great partnership that two entities needed.
1: All right, now, Old Country Brothers, that tells me they play country music. Absolutely. Nonprofits?
2: Nonprofits are more of a... Of uh, I would say that seventies, uh, eighties rock and some of today's stuff. So Tropical Two is fifties and sixties. Yeah, Sawyer's Dream. Sawyer's Dream is a lot of sixties. They uh, they actually dress up to match their songs and and it's a it's a great thing. Uh, actually, last year when they were playing, my son goes, "Huh, I think I have them on my Spotify list." No
1: kidding. Yep. Yeah. So
2: Mike and the Angels. Um, I haven't seen Mike and the Angels, but from what I understand, he's a little bit more of the '80s rock. So that's what I've been told. And we just heard free and easy. Free and easy has got uh, a wide swath of music that they'll be playing. Santana yeah, that's uh, blues. Yep, yep. So it'll be uh, Jazz. it'll be good. Yep. Fender Bender. Fender Bender plays genre hits, and uh, and so I had to ask uh, Dave Teal what that meant once. <laughs> And he goes, We play the we play the the hits that have spanned the genres. So there's um, there's lots of songs that, that were popular in the seventies and eighties and are coming back again. He goes, so it's great because the the kids will be there and they'll hear this song and then mom and dad or grandma and grandpa will be singing along and they're like, You know this song? And they're like, Well, yeah, it was popular back in my day. Yeah. And they're like, But it's what's on the radio right now. And so, you know, as as people do retakes of it over the years. That's what uh, Fender Bender likes to play is, that, is those songs that everybody knows and loves.
1: Yeah, well. So it's
2: a great band to finish out the
1: night with. For whatever reason, our brains link to music of our teen years. Yeah. Don't you think?
2: I do. I, I think because we we're doing a lot of growing in those years and we we're having a lot of fun. And we hold on to that. I mean, those songs are in your head forever. Oh. Yep. Yep. So... But uh, you know, we start uh, tomorrow night, five o'clock. Come on down, get your ten dollars wristband. Helps offset some of the costs of the festival. It's not cheap to put on the festival, so that ten dollars wristband uh, does help us keep it alive. So bring your lawn chair. And... Well, that's very reasonable. It, it's extremely reasonable if you know the cost of everything. It's so extremely is the,
1: reasonable. Is it ten dollars per day, or is it ten dollars good for the weekend? Wow, folks, yeah. that's, that's a great deal.
2: And if you want to get your wristband today or tomorrow, you can swing out to the chamber. They've got them out there that you can buy them. If you've got groups of 20 or more, so you're going to bring all your buddies down, you can actually get a bigger discount on your wristbands. So, But we're going to have a lot of fun this weekend. And knock on wood that that rain comes late, late, late
1: Saturday into Sunday. Well, that's what we're kind of hoping because I'm announcing the parade over in Denison on Saturday too. Yep. Yeah. We'd like to have it overnight rain. Yes. And then the Red Eye Golf Tournament.
2: Yeah. So we started that a number of years ago. It was a great way for the committee to get back together and just uh, talk about how the day went and put up our feet because most of us were on our feet for 18 hours on that Saturday because we'd be in about uh, 6 o'clock to start setting up and we wouldn't be done until about 2 a.m. So uh, the Red Eye Golf Tournament was usually the, the committee showing up without any sleep and And uh, just having a a time to relax and talk to each other about what what went on and how to improve it
1: next year. See, now, if I stood uh, straight for 18 hours, I'd have my feet up on the couch. I wouldn't be out playing golf.
2: I believe it. The one thing that I always forget to book every year is somebody to empty the garbage cans. So I end up emptying the garbage cans. And I just realized this morning that I forgot to book somebody to empty the garbage cans. So if you want to volunteer and come on down to the Blue Collar Festival and empty garbage cans, I'm all for it. Get, I'll give you a free wristband. They get pretty full, don't they? Yeah, yeah. When when wouldn't, wouldn't we had the barbecue competition and all <laughs> and uh, you know 12 food vendors, it was a full time job.
1: So. Again, it's 50 bucks a person, 200 bucks a team, and as North said yesterday, just contact him out at the chamber and they'll get you all set up.
2: Absolutely, it's going to be a great weekend in Faribault again. It
1: does sound like it, and I. I got a sneaking hunch that the, the Dragons will continue with you guys, too.
2: We sure hope so. We were pretty excited when they, when they made the vote to join us and just work on some details. And I'm, I'm sure there might be a hiccup or two this year. But uh, one thing that they were questioning was, was there enough room for all the classic cars that are going to show up? Oh, yeah. And I said, there's plenty of room. And so I used a little mapping program online, and it says that I got parking for 1,400 cars down there. So that's a lot of space, and we also have the shuttle bus that goes around. There's three stops around Fairville. You can jump on the shuttle bus and get
1: down to the festival. Oh yeah, where are the where are you pick it up?
2: Uh, one of the major ones is over at Carboni's. So that's our west side one. So you can park anywhere over that direction and yeah. jump on the bus, and it'll stop at uh, Ten Third Street. So down by uh, Eastman Music, that building there. It'll stop there and do a pickup. So you can park downtown and go to the local bars if you want on either end of the, your your stay. And, and then it'll drop you off at the bridge right by Tipitanka. You grab your wristband and go in and enjoy.
1: And when do you leave?
2: Whenever you want to. Because the shuttle will keep going all day long. It makes, uh, I think it's a half an hour loop. Okay. So, yep. So that way you can get downtown and enjoy your, your favorite bartenders and bars downtown. If you're from town or if you're from out of town, it gives you an opportunity to, you know, get out for a little while and see what else Faribault has to offer. So you can use the shuttle in reverse. You can actually start at the festival Use the bus, take a little tour
1: around Faribault, and then come back. And on Sunday, folks, Goal Lutheran over in Kenyon is having Stones Cry, a family worship team. Speaking of music, there's a free will offering for this. Stones Cry, they're going to have free root beer floats. Sounds delicious. Free root beer floats. Again, that's at Goal Lutheran in Kenyon on Sunday. Sunday is August 6th, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Sunday. 2.30 in the afternoon is that event. Well, thanks, Kevin, for coming in. Appreciate it. Absolutely. My
2: wrap-up for the weekend is just get outside of your house. Saturday is supposed to be beautiful. Temperatures are going to drop, so get out and do something.
1: Yes. Enjoy Faribault. Live Faribault. Yeah, I kind of like that. Have a great day, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.